Hello and welcome back to the Young Pro Show. Last episode, uh, episode 10, that makes this one 11. Excited for that double digits in podcast. Uh, last episode, fantastic, with Ryan Harris being interviewed. Uh, highly recommend going and listening to that. We'll kind of talk on and touch on that episode today. Um, so today's kind of going to be a recap episode. It's just going to be myself kind of diving into what I've been able to learn from the previous episodes and kind of interviewing uh, the different people that I've had on. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for giving the podcast a shot. If you want an in-depth analysis for why uh, I am doing this podcast and what's the point of it, what's my heart and my goal behind it, you can go to the very first episode called Why Another Podcast, uh, but kind of give you a 30-second version. I just love talking to people about their goals, their dreams, you know, what, whatever that may be, and for everybody it's a little different, but what really gets somebody, what are you passionate about? And listening to somebody and their passions, their goals, their dreams really fires me up, even if it's something totally different than what I can relate to. Just being able to listen and see it in their eyes or hear it in their voice of what they love and why they love it and how they think they're going to grow. And I, a large part of it as well with the podcast is, you know, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? You know, and this is a question I ask myself regularly and I think we need to be focused on as, you know, whatever your long-term goal is, what you're passionate about, like we want to find a balance between enjoying today but also, you know, how can this expand? How can you become better? How can you grow? You know, in each situation, in each person, in each industry is a little bit different as well. So I really just love talking to these people that I look up to and I admire in their different roles in life and just being able to listen to their story and, you know, again, how they've gotten to today and then where they think they are going to be moving forward. And it's just really inspirational to me. And I just love to put a microphone between the two of us and have that conversation. So I said a 30 second story uh, or 30 second synopsis of the show, and that was definitely over 30 seconds. So I apologize with my terrible <laughs> uh, timing on that. But so today's episode is going to be the second episode that I've had like this. It's kind of going to be a recap episode. And in all aspects of my life, really, I've been trying to put this in to, um, you know, trying to practice this. And especially, you know, with the show is trying to do a much better job at listening and just being able to take a step back and not cutting people off, not, you know, instantly trying to add whatever, you know, comments, questions, insights that I may feel I have. But just being able to truly let somebody talk, let them put it out there, maybe rehash it a little bit, and then boom, move on. And that was something I noticed in the beginning episodes that I personally felt like I tried to dwell too much on what they would say. And then I would, I myself would go on for 5, 10 minutes potentially just talking about what they were saying. And that wasn't really my intent with the podcast in the first place that I kind of want to, you know, use this as a platform to listen to others and not just, you know, make it try to turn everything to myself and put that pressure on myself to have some uh, long elaborated answer uh, when people may say things or, you know, and analyze different situations as well. So kind of a recap episode is we're going to go through the last four episodes, the last four interviews that I've had. And just kind of pick apart different things that I really appreciated, things that have stuck out to me, 
and how I feel like I have been able to implement things and, um, you know, kind of have terrific conversations and what stuck out to me. So that's what I've been trying. If you listen to the actual interviews, obviously it's going to be a lot more information and more in depth, you know, um, water from the, the water from the horse's mouth, as they say. I think that's a saying. Pretty sure. Water from the horse's mouth. Um, you know, and this is just kind of going to be a recap of what specifically stuck out with me. So we're going to begin with kind of going through episode six with Brad Bannister. I loved this episode with Brad so, so much on so many levels. Brad Bannister is a great friend of mine. And as we've had conversations over the years in our relationship, it has been very, to simply put it, it's been very surface level. And every single time we get together, we make the same jokes, we talk about the same stories, you know, maybe we talk a little bit about, you know, where we're at in life or the little bit that's changed. And then we go back to just talking about the stories and recapping and we just laugh and laugh and laugh and it's awesome and it's a great time. I love spending time with Brad, but we never really talk about anything serious. And again, it's mostly just on the surface level of different things and being able to talk with the podcast, and it was a very intentional way to reach out to him and to listen to his goals. And so Brad and I went to college together for a year at Heidelberg University. Then he ended up transferring at that point. And I've never really known a whole lot about his transfer process and how, you know, what was the decision behind that and how and why did he decide to do that. So it was awesome and inspiring for me to listen to his stories and just about how he wasn't in a good place himself and about how you know, he was at Heidelberg. He just didn't really know what he was doing. He was felt like he was just twiddling his thumbs. And it was when he started talking and getting advice from their friends. And, you know, a lot of his friends said, uh, you know, what do I enjoy to do? What do I want to do with my life? Like, I'm at college right now just because I feel like I have to. And I'm here for athletic purposes, which is great. But, you know, I'm ultimately not going to be a professional runner. So what is, what do I want to get out of college ultimately? And he ended up transferring to Hocking, uh, Hocking College, and was just being able to do a lot more outdoors and able to get into what he was passionate for with his wildlife and for helping others. And it was just awesome listening to his story, and that inspired me. I also loved how he talked about for him, like that was such a giant leap of faith, um, you know, to be able to make that transition. That in a way, he had to humble himself. After, you know, he graduates high school, he stays in with his mom and dad, lives at home, but then goes to, um, you know, a four-year school. And after one year, he ends up saying, this isn't for me, I'm miserable. And he kind of has to humble himself in the sense of saying, like, I made the wrong choice. And Heidelberg wasn't the place for me. I didn't choose it for the right reasons. And he really has to bring himself down, um, you know, and just humble himself to be able but it was I think it's also wise and I appreciated him saying being able to realize that after one year as well you know there are a lot of people that I feel like are specifically in college they're not happy where they're at they're not happy with what they're studying but they continue just to stay there because well I'm whatever I'm already here you know and they just keep going through it especially if they're not happy they just go through years and years of courses and they're just spending dollars on dollars on dollars and then at the end of four years, they say, well, I guess I had some good time with friends, but now I have no clue what I want to do with my life from here. And not that you have to have it all solved either, but you know, I think it is smart to have some kind of a plan to be able to attack that as well. 
So it was cool listening to him and making that mature decision at that time to transfer and just how it's really paid off for him. And he absolutely loves what he's doing. He, you know, stayed, um, you know, for a police academy after that. And he ended up, you know, now he's working at, actually, I believe he's actually moved on since then. No, no, actually, I think he is still here. He had just gotten a new job when I talked to him. But so he's working at Sandusky County Park District with the Wildlife Preserve. And, you know, and he just loves it. Absolutely loves what he's doing. Loves where he's at. You know, being able to live out his dreams and, um, you know, being able to move to different places. And I just, uh, I just appreciate Brad and appreciate his honesty with this episode. And just him kind of being... Again, for me and the relationship that I have with him, just a very unusual conversation, not the typical for us, uh, but really being able to dive into the roots and being able to go through different aspects of his life and be able to share about and just be very honest about it as well. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of the show as well is, again, while there's, it's a combination of everything. Like, you know, it's good to have long-term goals, but then it's also, okay, how are you going to get to those long-term goals? But I also, man, I just genuinely love listening to people's long-term goals and the things that they say, man, this is what I would love to do. And especially, especially when they say, this is something that I would love to do, but I don't know if it's realistic. Because that's something that when it does become attainable, when you do, when you are able to accomplish that dream, you say, wow, out of this is too good to be true. I never thought I would get here. And it's a very surreal moment in a very you know, moment where you have to take a step back and just be thankful for everything that you've been blessed with and have had in your life. Um, and, you know, and, and Brad just talking about his long-term goals and potentially being, you know, uh, an individual, uh, I can't think of the correct term for it, but, you know, not a wildlife officer, but just like a one-on-one being able to take people fishing or hunting and, you know, being a guide and a hunting and fishing guide, and that would be a long-term goal. And I think that's awesome, and that's obtainable. That's something that at this point in his life, it seems like it's too far out there. It seems like there's no way I could reach that. But it is attainable in the long run. You keep doing what you're doing. You put the hours in. You put the work in. You make the connections with people. Nothing's impossible. Let's just say that. So it, it was inspiring, and I, I absolutely loved and appreciated the honesty that I was able to have with Brad in our conversation. Now, with episode seven, with um, Jacob Howder, that was an awesome episode for me as well. Jacob and I went to high school together. He's, if you can't tell from the episode, very, very intelligent gentleman, very smart, uh, you know, very, you know, talking about how he wants to be a data analyst and, or no, he is a data analyst. He wants to be a data scientist potentially. And he was just kind of talking about numbers and talking about the in-depth part of it. And, you know, and part of what I love with is with Jacob is you know, some of the stuff that he talks about. And I say, Ooh, that's amazing. I love that. And then the next thing he says, I'm like, dude, that goes right over my head. Like I have no clue what you just said. So in this conversation, I feel like I was focusing very much so on what he was saying and how he was saying it and making sure I was fully grasping what he was talking about. But I really appreciated his experience as well because I feel like Jacob and I have had similar experiences in the regards of throughout college. We've kind of questioned the uh, the need or legitimacy of a college degree, specifically both being within business. Then he was more, you know, marketing and advertising and I was more finance. 
And, you know, so I really appreciated that and being able to have those conversations. But, you know, unfortunately for both of us and for many students, you know, it's one of those things you don't really know that until you get there, though, either. You know, it's easy to look back and say, well, I wouldn't have needed a college degree. Well, I wouldn't have known that if I would have never went to college in the first place. And how many things did you potentially learn with a college education that were beyond just textbook, you know, just social skills and developing and maturing, but, you know, but then playing devil's advocate, how much of that would you still grow and mature simply from the ages of 18 to 22 and not necessarily having to be in a college environment? I digress. The conversation with Jacob was awesome, you know, him talking about how you know, his career, he really loves philosophy, loves public speaking, and how can he get into both of those? And with marketing, that's kind of a tie of both. You know, it's the philosophy, it's the psychology aspect of people and how they purchase, why they purchase, what drives them to purchase, as well as with public speaking. You know, you also have to be able to communicate your marketing goals and marketing to your customers and your audience. So that was awesome listening to him talk about that. I absolutely, you know, I went kind of nutso in the episode when he said it. And again, it was one of those things that just I personally resonated with and it struck a chord was him talking about his exact quote was, is learning the four P's of marketing more valuable than learning search engine optimization or something that would be more applicable to modern day marketing? I will try not to explode like I did on the episode, but wow, that that line just like shook my soul. And part of that is because, you know, and, and I part of that is because the four piece of marketing. I we talk about four piece of marketing in almost all of my, especially when I got my master's, my MBA. We talk about four piece of marketing all the time in almost all the courses. And to be honest, I can't even tell you the four piece of marketing. It was product, price, place, and product. <laughs> I have no clue. I can't even product price. I think it was place. I can't tell you what the fourth one is. Promotion maybe. Nonetheless, you know, it, the four piece of marketing is a very broad term and very good, but with where our society is today, search engine optimization, SEO is much more prevalent and very more not very more that um you can tell I wasn't an English major. It is a lot more important to learn SEO than it is the four piece of marketing, you know, and SEO and again, the pros and cons, but like marketing it, with the, the way our education system works and specifically within business and with the marketing, you are learning about things that companies and marketers and people have done in the past for businesses and branding, but you're, you know, because you're learning what things have worked and what haven't worked and you're learning a classroom setting, but you're not really discussing what is actively happening today. And that's where SEO is so important. And for, that's something I feel like I have really had my eyes open to just within my professional experience um, being at an insurance agency within the last uh, 13 months that I've been there now. And we just do a lot of online. And it was funny because throughout college, I was always told, so in my, I was always told into my head, I'm like, social media is bad. You know, you don't want a presence on social media. You don't want to be loud on social media. You don't want employers to find you on social media. And I tried to make all my accounts private, lock them, you know, tried to, over the years, try to minimize the amount that I was using and posting. And then I get this job and they are all about social media, 
all about posting, all about being out there and being searchable, you know, the search engine optimization. I guess I should have mentioned, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with the term SEO, it, in basic terms, it's basically how search engine, when people look your business or your brand or you up on the internet, how easy it is to find you or what comes up when people find you or what do they type in to find you? Do they have to type in, they're looking for my podcast. Do they have to type in the Young Pro Show for it to come up? What happens if they just type in Young Pro? Does my podcast come up? Is the likelihood of my podcast coming up more? Obviously, there's a lot more to it than that. And, you know, you really dive deep into the data and it's right over my head. I don't know that much. But again, that was something that I did not learn in college. That was something that I kind of learned more in the real world with my employer now they are just very active on social media and they want to be able to have people find them online and they very much still want to find a digital footprint and they very much so want us as employees to have digital footprints and i don't mean if that's come off the wrong way not like they're forcing us upon that but you know they they encourage it i guess is how i should state it and that was just something that was never talked about when i was in college so when he said that about the four p's of marketing and search engine optimization, that just, boom, absolutely blew my mind, blew my mind, and, you know, from other conversations I had with Jacob, it was awesome, you know, he's been, I know he's tried multiple things as an entrepreneur throughout college, you know, different things, and, you know, and that's kind of the way business works, specifically with marketing and entrepreneurship, and, you know, you just throw things against the wall, and you see what sticks, and, you know, he had a couple ideas, yes, he thought through them, um, you know, I don't know if they quite worked out as well as he was hoping, but you know, even he said himself, they were all learning experiences. They were all in the long run for the positive and for the better. And he is glad that he took those experiences and he went out there. And with those experiences where he put himself out there, he felt like he learned just as much, if not more than he did in the actual classroom setting. And, I, you know, and I know he had mentioned as well that specifically when it comes to the STEM, you know, when it comes to science, technology, education, mathematics, I think is what STEM stands for. But he was just saying about, you know, how for those it is very critical to get a college degree, you know, that it's not like he's trying to say all college. Oh, engineering, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. Um, but then specifically within business, there were just several ways that he felt like he could have gotten a better experience elsewhere. So again, awesome listening to him talk about him being an analyst, a data analyst, and you know currently what he's doing, working at a bank, uh, you know, and then moving forward, what his long-term goals are as well, and you know, and how he's just doing a lot of things outside of work right now. He talked about how he was teaching himself computer programming. And, you know, he was just trying to help. He thought that would help in the pursuit of being a data scientist. And he's just working on different projects outside of work to, you know, further his career. But ultimately, not even just to further his career, but really it's just something he enjoys. And he wants to learn. He wants to grow. And I think that's awesome and that's valuable. And especially for where he is at, at his stage of life and for those in similar that, I think sometimes we can get to a point where, again, we graduate college and we think, okay, I have this piece of paper. I've learned all I need to know. Now I should just get in this smooth sailing salary position and life is easy from here. And instead of saying, okay, you know what? I have this piece of paper. That's awesome. But now I'm starting at ground zero. I'm just getting an entry level position. 
now I need to grind more than ever. You know, now I've taken all these broad classes, broad knowledge, and I need to specialize it in my industry that I'm in and really dive into it and learn more within the job, but also outside of the job in, you know, professional development and stuff and such. So I love that awesome interview that I had with Jacob Howder. Episode 8, we'll get into it. Caitlin Rawls, incredible interview. Pretty much what I was expecting, though, to be honest. She's somebody that I'd reached out to a long time ago, and I, I took a break from the podcast. I talked about that in the reintroduction was coming back and kind of the changes that I was going to make and go with every other week and just try to you know do things that were better for myself so I don't just burn myself out throughout this process. But Caitlin's interview was awesome, and, and one of the initial things that still sticks out to me with Caitlin's interview, which was great, was... Me and her are on very different, uh, the way we just process, the way we think. You know, she was saying for her, she's just very much so somebody that just doesn't really overthink things. She just acts. She just goes and does it. And she just very much is focused on the short term and being happy today and making the most of today, which is awesome. And, And whereas I find myself being the exact opposite, sometimes I just think too long term. And again, you have to find a balance but I feel like I don't potentially even enjoy today. I don't take advantage of opportunities that I have right in front of me because I think, oh, well, how is this going to affect, you know, do I really want to do this? This may be fun today, but what about in five years from now? What about in 10 years from now? You know, and I just have such a long-term focus and she was a little bit different. And and I loved listening to her kind of talk about her getting into and kind of how she's in a way, and not on purpose, but she has been able to use TikTok to use to create something that she's always desired and how she's wanted to be a blogger in a travel or a travel blogger specifically. But with something like that, how do you get started? How do you create an online presence? How do you get uh you know, quote I'm doing quotations with my fingers, but how do you get social media famous? And for her it was TikTok. You know, she got on there for fun, never with that intention. She just got on there to create content, to be funny. Or, I, excuse me, she got on there because it was funny and just to watch videos. And then when she started creating videos, then boom, they blow up. Boom, the next one blows up. Boom, boom, boom. And all these people start asking her questions. And boom, next thing you know, what she's got, I mean, last I checked, it was like 42,000 followers. And, you know, then you start promoting that on other social media platforms. And for her, working on a cruise line, she's out of a job right now. So she is able to utilize this time to really, you know, focus on a dream of hers of, you know, really follow, create a niche group and people that love traveling and appreciate, you know, um, cruise ships and such. And she's been able to create a following with all these people. And it really started on TikTok. And I think that's awesome. I think that's incredible. You know, that's the, I apologize. I kind of forget now how much Caitlin and I talked about uh, on the interview and how much was afterwards. But, you know, that's the beauty of 2020. We have the technology and the capability to work at home in Indiana right now. She's just at her parents' house during this time until things seemingly get back to normal. But she's able to create this online presence, this online following with all these different people in these circles of influence 
And it, it was just awesome listening to her talk about how, again, that was just something that I mentioned earlier. That was something that she felt like was a dream, and it was too far out there. And there, there's no way that she could do that, but it was something that she could do. And it just took something kind of miraculous, something unplanned, such as TikTok, and boom, now she's been able to do a fantastic job and utilize that platform to help promote the other social media accounts. So it was awesome. Um, Yeah, the episode with Caitlin was phenomenal. So many good quotes, you know, her talking about, you know, when she first graduated college, she had no clue what she wanted to do. And it just blew my mind when she took a mission trip to Nepal, two week trip, she ends up staying there for three and a half months. I'm like, wait, what? She stays for three and a half months and she finds out this is what I want to do. I don't want a desk job. And it was, again, kind of a leap of faith to something that was like, that kind of sound, hindsight being 2020, like that sounds crazy. But again, it was so worth it for her and her position and, you know, where she was at in her life. And she's just, again, really taken advantage, written a blog, um, you know, and, and like I said, I, I just appreciate because she kind of talked about, you know, what I asked her, what are her long term goals? She's like, to be honest, I don't really know. She's like, I love what I'm doing now. I love where I'm at. I have no plans to leave. I don't think I'll do this forever. But for now, this is great. This is awesome. And, you know, specifically during this time with the quarantine, she said, I have a plan for everything and I'm trying to make this quarantine time as productive as possible. You know, and that's obviously something that's just been brand new recently, just since March. But that's another way that people have really been inspiring me is hearing and seeing the way different people have been bettering themselves during this time. And, you know, just trying to make the most of, you know, I seemingly things are kind of getting back to normal now and businesses are back up and such. But specifically for those four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, how do people utilize that? to their advantage and how do they, you know, take it, um, yeah, just how are they the most productive that they can be and how can they better themselves? And that was awesome, you know, listening to Caitlin talk about that. She's like, for her, I'm really attacking this travel blog thing and really reaching one of my goals that I thought would never be obtainable. And she's right, you know, she's producing, I follow her on all social media platforms. She's producing content all over the place she's writing blogs she's instagram youtube videos facebook twitter tiktok and from what i can see she's having a huge success at it and having a lot of interaction so it's awesome to and again it's just crazy to think if when she graduated college and she got that piece of paper and just a couple years ago you talk to her and say, hey, this is where you're going to be in a couple years, you would think that's crazy. But she has just taken advantage of every opportunity she's had and really kept her eyes open for what makes her happy. And that's kind of how she's been following every single day uh, for the last, you know, several years is just what makes her happy and what does she enjoy. Episode 10 with my man, Ryan Harris. This guy, you know, I mentioned in the show, he was about the exact opposite, the relationship that I had with Ryan versus that I had with Brad Bannister on episode six. Ryan, we never have on-the-surface conversations, always deep, always impactful. He always makes me ready to run through a brick wall. He's an awesome guy, great head on his shoulders. And, it again, it was phenomenal for me to kind of get into the weeds and really figure out details about Ryan. You know, we have great conversations 
but a lot of times they are very general. And this was just a great time for me and him to dive into exactly, you know, I, I knew that he had just recently graduated. He was interested in law enforcement, but I never really knew why. I never really knew what his goals were long term. And just, I, I appreciate with Ryan, his thought process on everything and how he, you know, it's not just, yeah, just law enforcement because, yeah, I just want to do this because it. everything has a story. Everything has an emotional connection with Ryan. And I think that is awesome. And I appreciate that with him. And him talking about, you know, it was, I believe it was a cousin, cousin or uncle growing up that was a police officer and he just admired and, you know, and he even talked about from a young age that he was always trying to look beyond the minimum requirements to become a police officer, that he wanted to go for higher education and get a degree in criminal justice. And, you know, I mean, kind of joking but serious, you know, he would watch cops just to get a TV television version of like what it looks like to be a police officer and you know and he just was always trying to learn more always trying to grow and that goes back to that same mentality that I talked about with Jacob and how Jacob graduated and now it's more more how can I learn more what can I do outside of work what can I do to continue to grow um, and educate myself you know and not just be stagnant with where I'm at and that's the way Ryan has always been ever since he was in high school and ever since he had that initial interest with law enforcement. And I, I really loved hearing him and how he kind of related it to today and kind of where things are at with law enforcement and the perception of cops. And, you know, it just how, again, there's just obviously a lot of drama, a lot of opinions and such on police right now within our country and just listening to him and give his side of the story and his opinion and how you know you talk about trust and how trust is such a critical factor and right now there's really not that trust but how do you create that trust with law enforcement and you know one thing i extremely loved was you know and i, I was being genuine you know I think Ryan, potentially of all the shows I've had so far, was we didn't really go off a script at all. It was purely just a conversation, just talking and just asking questions. And I simply just asked, said, how do you feel with going into law enforcement with the current conflict and the current situation within our country? And he said, there is no hesitation at all. And he said that my eyes got wide. I said, what? At all? He said, at all. He's like, this is the best time to get into law enforcement. I quote, if you want to be a part of an extreme change, you have to be a part of the institution that needs the change. End quote. <sighs> that was deep. That was a fantastic answer. And, you know, for him, he sees there's a disconnect. He sees there's an issue. And rather than just wanting to point out flaws in different parts of society, specifically right now with police officers, rather than just pointing fingers, he says, I'm going straight into it. You want to make a change? Forget legislation. Forget other ways. And I get it. I'm not like, you know, not everybody needs to go into law enforcement. But for him, like it's not like that was something that he's always been passionate about. And that has not been something that has been pushed away because of the current circumstance that we are in. So I absolutely loved hearing him talk about that and kind of his next stop, excuse me, next step. And how he's just waiting to get hired, you know, go to a police academy, get hands-on training. And hopefully long-term, you know, he'll be looking into being a private uh, inspector. And just being able to individually get into different um, circumstances and people and work with certain situations rather than just on a broader level. And the phenomenal quote 
And literally, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Again, hard for me to comprehend when he said it. it was, what are you doing today to reach your dreams and tomorrow? Maintaining strength while living in my purpose. And that perfectly summarizes where he's at right now. Living in his purpose that he believes is going into law enforcement. And how does he maintain strength, maintain uh, you know, being content with his decision and not letting outside influences dictate that and just being faithful and trusting the entire process. So Ryan, whew, he killed it, had a fantastic interview. I knew that was going to be bomb, though. There wasn't one part of me that was worried about that. So these four were great interviews that I thought, you know, kind of over an expanded period of time. I kind of took that. I took a Corona break. Uh, but now back at it now going with every other week so i do encourage you to go out listen to those last four episodes uh you'll get a better taste a better feel but this is just kind of my recap and this is my chance to kind of just vent and just go in depth on how i felt with these four interviews with everybody and a lot of good nuggets a lot of parts that i very much appreciated with um, their insights within different industries. And I think that's one part for me I'm excited with this podcast is just being able to talk to different people in totally different industries and being able to get different perspectives. You know, I mean, with these four, we have a, I have a wildlife officer, a data analyst, a, uh, a crew member on a cruise line, and somebody going into law enforcement. Like, that is all over the place as far as roles and what they do and how they work with people so it was cool to be able to listen to different things and i'm able to pick up um, and able to learn about their industry but also different tactics and the mentality that they may have to be the best that they can be within their industry so again four awesome episodes thank you for your time guys thank you for tuning in i love to interact with people please text me call uh, you know, hit me up on social media, my personal account, the Young Pro Show account. I'm thinking about getting a Facebook account. Right now, I have Instagram and Twitter. I've really been debating Facebook. Don't know if it's worth my time, um, but if it is, I think I'm interested in it. And yeah, I would just love any kind of interaction and feedback from people. Um, you know, tell me what you like, what you don't like. So thank you for listening to this episode, and God bless you guys, and I hope you have a fantastic week. 